Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 55. My name's Orville Albert, and I'll be your host for today's episode, where we talk about the recap of the pupil for the Food Bank Waterloo region. Pinball tournament that was on December 12th, hosted by Ian Howard. So, this uh, tournament was a, a really good opportunity to for me to get to go check up uh, Pin Up in Kitchener-Waterloo because I haven't been there for a long time. Um, they did have some new machines, which I thought was awesome. And uh, I got to play with a lot of the new kind of up-and-comers that are playing in the Pin Up League now. So, um, yeah, I had a great time doing that. I got to meet a whole bunch of uh, really nice people and have a fun time doing that. But I made the biggest mistake I've ever seen someone make at a pinball tournament like what am i what it was in my first pinball tournament what am i a newbie come on brah do you even pinball brah do you even pinball uh obviously i don't uh because i did something really dumb but i will talk about that when it gets to that part of the recap so um what new games did they have? They had Deadpool, which they didn't have the last time I was there. Um, I don't remember Star Wars being there the last time I was there. Um, they also had three EMs or four EMs set up in a, a bank all along the side, which I thought that's really cool because typically you have, um, you know, in a, play, a place with mostly newer arcades, you don't see that many EMs. So that was really nice. They had Volley, which Damn, that volley is in great shape. Uh, it just, the, the play field is beautiful. It almost looks like it could have just came out of like the factory like a year or two ago. So whoever restored that volley, cheers to you. I don't know if it's the one that came out of Call the Office. I don't think it was. Um, but what a, like what just... Yeah, what a beautiful specimen. If you're in the Kitchener-Waterloo area, or even if you're from London and you haven't got the chance to go check up Pinup, I highly recommend either over the Christmas holidays or sometime in the future that you get down there and check it out. They also have this uh, pro football game. Uh, it's kind of neat. It's only the second machine I've ever played that doesn't have a plunger or any way, shape, or form to actually... Like, there's... It's Not only does it not have a plunger, it doesn't have a gun, it doesn't have, like... It doesn't have uh, anything... Uh, what you do is you hold the right flipper down and the ball actually shoots up the middle from between, like pukes it up from between the middle of the uh, the, the flippers, which is kind of cool because you feel like, oh man, did I just have a, uh, you know, did I just have a, uh, <laughs> did I just have a Lazarus there? Did the ball just come back from the dead? So it's kind of neat like that. Um... It's certainly, uh, <clears throat> it certainly is an interesting game. It was near impossible. Uh, I'm not blaming this on anyone there, but it was near impossible to get the ball to the upper play field because the strength of the flippers was just not enough. But that's a cool game. I wasn't able to rip the spinner very much, but I did win my one match on it, which was cool. Um, yeah. So, the, I, I did really well in the first few rounds. Uh, Ian set it up. I, I, I like both tournaments, but I really do like it when they balance it. Uh, Ian Hauer, uh, player, I know he's in like, I don't know, he's in like the top 
200 or so in the world, something like that. Really, really good player. Even nicer guy. Um, great tournament director. Really fair. Really tries to think about the rules, it seems like, from every possible angle. Make sure everything is as random as possible. And I did like that it was balanced. So what balanced means, they tried to... Um, basically, after the first few rounds, especially, you ended up going against people who were in your kind of your playing field because, uh, you know, they basically it balances itself out. So you're playing people with the same number of wins as you. So I ended up uh, after the first few in the, oh, I got to meet, uh, so a gentleman on here I mentioned before, Nick Greenan, who does, is a active listener. So thanks for listening, Nick. Um, he was there with his younger brother, Aiden. And I felt so bad because whenever I'm playing with like a younger person, it's not like a, oh, they're young and they're a little kid and I should let them win. But it's like, geez, what if it, this is this person's like first ever pinball tournament or one of their first pinball tournaments? And I don't want to be a big jerk and come in here and make the experience negative. And part of the reason why my youngest son, Owen, fell in love with pinball was his very first pinball tournament uh, at Strokers here in London. He ended up getting like third place and beating a lot of really good players. So that actually, you know, that actually kind of inspired him to try harder and work harder and be like, wow, I can really, I can really hang with these older guys. You know, um, if we were playing basketball, even all the guys from Lopple or, or, or wherever were playing basketball, like obviously we'd probably, you know, cream people that are like eight, nine, 10 years old that are like three feet tall just because we get every rebound. Uh, doesn't mean we beat them in a game of 21 or something. I certainly wouldn't beat my sons. Definitely not my older son at that, but uh, cheers, Hayden. Um, what, what happens is, is, you know, you want to win, but at the same time, you want to allow younger people getting into the sport to see how fun it can be. So I certainly didn't let Aiden win. And I, and I did, I did in fact come back to beat him, but he had me a little afraid there after his first few balls on, um, is it jo I think Joker Poker. His first few balls, uh, like his first like two or three balls in, he was up to like 30,000. And I think I only had a score of like 60,000. So I was a little worried he was gonna come back and beat it. Um, but I ended, ended up holding out and beating him. And I did get to speak to uh, Nick and Aiden's father briefly. I forget his name. I'm pretty sure he introduced himself, but um, he was mentioning how Che, which is, uh, I believe, one of the owners, or at least owns some of the machines at Pinup, um, he really kind of got a machine from him a long time ago and kind of got him into it. And we just need more dads doing that. If you're a dad out there or, or a mom listening, moms listen too, I hope. Uh, maybe Mrs. Pin. Now she's already getting her, her kids into pinball. But um, yeah, if you're a pinballer out there and you have kids or you have access to kids like... Uh, uh, you know, like nieces and nephews or friend and family members, co-workers coming over to your house. Always try to encourage to get the kids to play because like like I always say, we need the ne next generation to get into it or pinball will die. Um, where's our next generation of coders coming from? You know, where's our... Steve Ritchie can't live forever. Where's our next designers coming from? I wish he could. But um, yeah, so I always say try to get the younger generation into it the best you can because, you know, without them, who are we going to who are we going to have playing in the leagues? And to bring this conversation full circle, I think Ian has done a terrific job and everybody at Pinup, I don't know who organizes that league. I know Ian helps. I'm not sure if it's all him or not, but everyone who helps with that league and just even the people who decide to put Pinup there and the, the the people who I believe Che helps take care of the machines there. Um, everyone's just done a great job. So it's kind of neat for me. I love going to Lopple. 
But like, I really feel like the young man in the group at Yopel, Lopel, because like the average dude, like other than Mark Turan and Eric Sen, I don't think there's anyone else who's like younger than 30 there. Um, maybe, geez, I don't know, maybe Lonnie, Lonnie and I are in our 30s, I'm assuming. Other than that, every other dude there, and they're all fun. Like everyone's, everyone's a, a riot. Like everyone acts like they're in their 20s, but I'm just suggesting that I know that most of them are either in their 40s or 50s or even 60s possibly, right? So not that there's anything wrong with that, but for me to get to go and see the new group of players in just Kitchener-Waterloo, just a town over, it really makes me feel like with a little bit of time, energy, and... Well, the, the group who comes out to call the office in London is younger, so it makes sense that the more serious group does have some older people and older players who have played for longer. But I just want to see more younger players come out. I think it's huge for the game. Um, going back after, like, I think nine rounds, I was at, like, five wins, kind of sitting in fourth, and then after ten rounds, I think I was, I had six wins, and I was kind of sitting there, like, tied for, like, fourth or fifth. There was only, I think, 11 players, so there wasn't that many players. And, by the way, my mini-beef of the day, and it's just a mini-beef, guys, don't get too, too upset about it, but, like, all you Kitchener Waterloo dudes, where were you? Like, Ken Point and Mark Foy, and... I don't know. A lot of the some of the other guys I see from TCPL don't come out much. I I think that I think I thought I saw that Jeff Teolis was going to play at Embrew in Michigan um, on the 12th. So that makes sense why he wasn't there. I believe that's their their league night. Cheers to all the Michigan guys, by the way. Uh, and uh, for any of you who are hardcore pinball profile listeners like me, make sure you get over there and listen to the latest. Uh, pinball profile um with josh sharp that was a neat one they were kind of talking a little bit about um some changes obviously to the uh um, international flipper pinball association's ranking and how they do the software and all that kind of stuff the formula so to speak and they were also talking about flipper frenzies and i thought that was really neat as well um and for those of you who haven't heard uh adam becker is throwing a flipper frenzy uh, tournament, which I thought was maybe the first in Ontario, but Ian Howard let me know that he helped. Um, he actually did help organize and run one, but I don't even know. I should have asked him if that was in Ontario or not, so I'm not sure. But anyways, it will probably be the first one of 2019, and probably most of you uh, listening, this will be your first flipper frenzy. So head back there to Pinball Profile and listen to Josh Sharp's interview on that one. And uh, if not, listen to the one before that with uh, a ginger, and I forget his name, but he's also from uh, the Michigan area there. And he was just talking about all the cool um, uh, machines that he has that are unique and another gentleman there. And that's why I, I remembered Embrew. So, but uh, yeah, so going back to the, this tournament at Pinup, um, we ended up with a five-way tie for third place with seven wins. It was Will Cullen, Nick Greenan, uh, Devin Norman, John, not John Mayer, John, maybe it is John Mayer, I don't know, I'm sorry, John, I met you several times, should have asked the pronunciation of your last name, I guess, even though that's a little weird, and myself, Orbital Albert Agar. So we had to play Iron Man for uh, all five of us had to play, but only two of us would go on to be top four for the finals against the number one qualifier, surprising nobody, Ian Hauer, and uh, Che as well. Uh, 
not really surprised. I believe most of those machines are his, if not all of them, and he works on them, and he's a really good player. Uh, and I played him before at Pablo's in Guelph at that league, and he also whooped me there, so I wasn't too surprised. He did great. Um, so they were top two, and I ended up having a heck of a ball three and barely squeezing into the finals. That's right. So now two weeks in a row, I got to go to finals, which is kind of neat. Um, but uh, I guess three weeks in a row if you count the CTO one, but that's that's kind of a mini league, so I wouldn't really count that. Um, and of course, both these tournaments were fairly small tournaments, but still it's kind of cool for it to happen a couple weeks in a row, right? Um, then in finals, I made the biggest mistake I've ever made in a pinball tournament. Ian was kind of thinking out loud and said, hmm, what game should I play? Now, of course, he had qualified first, so he got to choose the first game. He wasn't just being a, a jerky tournament director going, hmm, I'll decide which game we play in finals because I can. He was actually, he qualified first and, you know, got to choose, which was the first one, which is totally fair. Um, you should get an advantage for qualifying first, right? So he was sitting there thinking, and I stupidly did something dumb that I knew I shouldn't have done. And part of me, you know, the, the angel on my left side was going, shut your frickin' mouth. And then on the right side was going, yeah, 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 just say it. Maybe you'll influence this decision. However, right as I was starting to say it, I realized it didn't matter because Ian Howard already doesn't like this game. I remembered playing with him at... I think it was Mike Dimas's house in the basement of a Lopple back when Dimas still owned Creature. And he told me that he hated Creature. And I remember him going on and on saying about how when the ball's in the one part of the loop being returned to the right flipper, it's hard to see, which it is. And it's just a little bit darker. And he just doesn't love that theme and he doesn't love the game. And he thinks it's a bit overrated. Now, since then, Ian may have changed his mind. People are people. They can change their minds. So maybe he does like it now. But I remember... Right as I said, and, and Creature happened to be my least favorite game in the entire bank of pupils, so I said, anything but Creature! And of course, um, and it's, it, it would be smart not to, uh, but John was actually listening, and John did come to the finals with us, and after we played, Ian did not pick choose Creature, I think he chose... Uh, what did he choose? I forget. Oh, Deadpool. So after, I think Deadpool, I can't remember. I can't remember what Ian chose, but it doesn't matter. I ended up getting second last. Oh, I think he chose ACDC. He did choose ACDC. I ended up getting second last on ACDC. So not getting very many points in the 4210 structure, um, which we were using. And then uh, John got last. So last got to choose what the next game was. So John immediately goes, Creature, Creature from Black Lagoon, let's play it. Now, may, A, maybe John's just really, really, really good at Creature, and he feels like he has an advantage over Che and Ian. And that probably is what happened. I don't know John very well. He's really nice, and I know he's a damn good pinball player. Only played with him a couple times, but he seems like a nice, fun dude. So, but maybe, just maybe, he picked that because he realized, well, shit, or shoot, uh, sorry, try not to swear very often. Oh, just just assume I said shats. Oh, shats. Maybe he picked it because he heard me specifically say, I don't 
like creature. And since he was in last place and he's going, well, there's only two more games left in finals. I don't, he was at zero points. He didn't want to continue to have zero. So he picked the game that he knew that I had already said I hated or disliked in some way, shape or form. So why would he not pick that game if he knows it fairly well? And especially a lot of the newer games, like I think Che had just been like killing it on Guardians of the Galaxy before that. Ian typically kills it on, well, really all the machines, but definitely the newer machines. Um, so I think that maybe that's why John picked that. And of course, I got friggin' last or second last. I'm Oh, I think I dig it last. Yeah, I dig it last on Creature because I got to pick the next game. Uh, so good job, John. That was a smart decision. Uh, even though I got like 40 or 50, which is okay on Creature for me, I still got last. Those other guys blew it up. Pretty sure John got to like 77 million on his first ball. I was like, what the jazz, sir? What the jazz is going on? And what are they putting in the water here on Kitchener Waterloo, man? Um, so we ended up playing... Um, we ended up, uh, I ended up picking Metallica because Mike Dimas was awesome enough to rent that machine to Matthew Megaphone, my sometimes co-host for the show, if he ever comes back, hasn't co-hosted with me since the, uh, top five rock and roll pinball machines. Go listen to that one if you guys haven't, cause it's kind of neat. Um, I like doing the show by myself, but I much prefer to have a co-host. And uh, Matt was a really good co-host for that episode, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of that episode. And so um, I do I do want to co-host more, especially in the new year, and especially if I end up changing the format, which I might, to kind of a once more weekly, then I could see myself, um, you know, trying to bring a co-host in for a much, much, much higher percentage of those shows. <clears throat> but right now it's just not worthwhile when I'm trying to kind of figure out, kind of figure out my niche in the uh, pinball podcasting market and I think I'm going for the competitive players more so than the collectors or the operators but I'm hoping it will just be generally entertaining to anyone especially in the uh, you know in this area who listens or gets to attend these tournaments and gets to listen so so I chose Metallica and my good friend Matt McGoffin has Metallica um, I've also got to play Metallica lots out at Kyle Perns I believe before he got rid of it now maybe that was ACDC but I did get to learn Metallica very well at Call the Office so thanks, Speedy, for having it there. <clears throat> um, so I know Metallica very well, and I figured of all the machines there that I probably knew ACDC not as well as them. They probably knew Star Wars as well, if not, well, probably better than me, to be honest, all three of them. I'd already lost to John on uh, Star Wars, which is why I didn't go to top three. Uh, John got 133 million in the frickin' whatever the asteroid field is that the video mode and I did two video modes and had I just done well on either of them I could have smoked him but since I did so horrible in them I did not beat him um anyways back to the tournament on my first ball of Metallica I got to be player one of course because you don't get choice if you get choice of game and I got 80 friggin million on my first ball I'm like I've got 80 million on Metallica but nowhere near 80 million on my first ball I think it was the new code that made it easier for me to do Grave Marker. So I did Sparky first, like Electric Chair Multiball, Sparky Multiball, then I did Grave Marker Multiball, then I went back and did the uh, that one again. Long story short, I ended up getting about 100 million and getting third overall. Uh, congratulations uh, to Che who won, Will who got second, and myself who got third getting a second podium. and. Uh, 
Ian Howard somehow got fourth, didn't have great games in finals, but I'll tell you one thing, any day that, you, uh, that I can beat Ian ever, ever, ever is a good day. I have done that so rarely in my life that uh, any day that I can do that, I'm pretty happy about it. I will tell you that for sure. Um, looking forward today, uh, I'm going to be doing another podcast about expectations for pinball tournaments, especially large ones. My expectations for the food bank one weren't that much. My expectations were to play some new games, you know, kind of catch up with everyone at the pupil thing. Um, and also donate some money to a great charity, right? So that was kind of my intentions with doing that. Um, I was just happy to get to finals. I mean, final four of 11 isn't anything to really you know, write home too much about, but it was a good time. And honestly, all the players I played with were, were good. They at least knew those games. You know, I could tell they knew what they were doing. So <clears throat> from that standpoint, uh, you know, they're doing very well in that scene. You guys should check it out if you haven't. Um, I just wanted to look here and see how many times I've actually br beaten Ian Howard. I'm trying to find his name somewhere here on my player versus player. Ian Gifford, okay. That's the wrong Ian. Right name, wrong Ian. I can't find it on here, but I bet you I, I bet you if I've ever even beat Ian Howard, it was a very, very low number of times. Jeez, I don't see him on here. Maybe we haven't played enough to get the minimum for them to show. I'm sure we have. We've been playing together a long time. I don't see him on here, but I can tell you that any day for me that I beat a player as skilled as him, that's ranked as high as him, that, I mean, the last time, and it was almost dumb of me to pick Metallica because the last time I saw Ian post a score, he got 2.2 billion. Uh, now, I think it is on his own Metallica at home, but with the new code. So this man knows Metallica. So the fact that I even barely beat him at 100 million on Metallica is saying something, but um, yeah, the next episode that I will be doing is coming up on uh, just, you know, setting expectations up for, for tournaments. I do have the London Ontario uh, Pinball League Championships tomorrow, December 15th out at Kyle Pern's house in Delaware, so I'm pretty excited for that. But I just want to talk about expectations and prep. I'm, not, I'm going to attempt to not make it London Ontario Pinball League specific, more like what are your expectations going into a tournament? What should they be? What goals should you have? Why it's important to have maybe two or three goals when you go there? And how to prep? How do you get ready? How do you prepare for one of these big tournaments? Like mentally, in your head, physically, um, what should you be doing the day of, the day before? All that kind of stuff. So yeah, thanks everybody for listening. And before I go, I'm gonna do my, I did my new segment, my mini beef. Uh, for all the Kitchener-Waterloo people who didn't make it out. Now, I do understand it was a Wednesday and a lot of you had to work on the Thursday. I just wanted to see some of my buds. Like Alex Harrison, you normally make it out to those. Darcy Demosher, thought maybe I might see you. Um, and so everyone else. But uh, the mini beef is back. But I forgot about my hats off to you, pinballer. So I'm going to do it for Ian Howard. Ian, for everything that you do for pinball and for starting that league and helping with TCPL and helping out even with uh, every time I've ever seen you at uh, Lopple, if there's ever an issue, you're always volunteering and helping out. So for all you've done for pinball, hats off to you, Ian. And until next time, guys, remember to eat, sleep, breathe, pinball. <laughs>